everyone, so I just wanted to talk to you all real quick before we get into the episode. So we recorded this episode the night before the Supreme Court decision came out where they overturned Roe v. Wade, and now the rights of millions of Americans are fundamentally different now than they were yesterday. Uh, We just want to let you know that we are mad, we are upset, we are angry, we are scared. Uh, And many of you, no doubtedly, are feeling these same emotions. Uh, But we just want to make it clear that this is a community where we want to create a safe space, uh, an inclusive space for anyone that may be uh, suffering and in pain and just needs somewhere to vent because of what's going on. I'm going to leave some links in the description to some resources and some information of how you can support Uh, and uh, give funding to the resources that need it in these strange times right now. Uh, We're not going anywhere, though. We're not going to be silenced. We're going to keep fighting, and we're going to get through this together. Uh, And I just wanted to make that very clear and make our position very clear on this uh, because we can talk about Star Wars anytime, uh, but these are very important things that we need to talk about, and I just wanted to make it known that you are not alone Uh, We are here for you, we are angry, and we are sad with you, and we're going to stick together. Uh, I'm very proud of this community and what we've built so far in the few months that we've been doing this show, but we're going to try to get through this together. So from myself, from Don, from Chloe, from Jake, and from Connor, uh, all of us here at For the Republic, we're going to stick together and we're here for you. Thank you. You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. All right, it is time. We are here to discuss the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale here on For the Republic. I can't believe it's here already, but it has been a great road talking about this show. But we have so much to talk about this week for the finale. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew. I am joined today by the full crew, Jake, Don, Connor, Chloe. How is everyone? We've got an awesome episode to discuss here. We do. It's... uh. Yeah, I just can't wait to talk about it. Uh, I'm hyped. A lot. I haven't so talked much. to anybody about it in person yet, so I'm I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I am also itching to talk about it. the The need to discuss this episode is like an itch. He cannot help it. Yeah, no, I just <sighs> Rupert. Where do we start with this episode? Like. Well, we could go right into Rupert with that yeah. little face that he makes in that one scene where he's like, mm. oh, please, oh yes. that was hilarious. Okay. I didn't notice that because I did watch this episode again last night, which I have not done with any of the other ones yet because I was just, I just need to watch it again because I can't stop thinking about it. And I caught I've watched that. watched it four times. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have if I didn't have to do a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, no, we start off and. I just got to point out that Don was right on the money about something because last week he said that they're going to start with some kind of like homage to the opening shot of a new hope. And, and what do you know? That was one of the first things we see is it was like a reverse almost being chased by the star destroyer. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was the, the line undershot. It was above. That was sick. Yeah, like thanks for mentioning that, Andrew. But yeah, yeah. like it, it literally, it, it it is like Jake said, kind of like a reverse with like the overhead shot instead of underneath, and you've got like more of an agile craft, kind of like ducking and weaving. It's just really cool. And then they have like the asteroid chase uh, track from Empire Strikes Back playing whilst uh, Vader's looking on. It's just it's so cool. I, I just yeah, I love that they opened it with. There with was that. a lot of great. There was a lot of great musical like yeah, callbacks. They finally like because people were saying, "Oh, where is this?" And then they finally brought it full circle in the finale. Uh, there was a lot of great moments, which I want to get into at some point. But yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the the way they started off was great, and I I, I just everything about Obi Wan's kind of like decision that he needs to go on his own to deter Vader away from the path. Like, all the, the build-up conversations he had with Roken and with Haja and, of course, with Leia, all really, really worked for me. And it made me sad that, like, this might be the last time we get to see all of these characters in the path. I hope it's not. but Unless we get a spin-off yeah. show about the path. But, like, I really enjoyed all of their characters. So seeing them, like, the full circle of with Haja... Of how Obi Wan went from not trusting him at all in the second episode to trusting him with Leia's life and making sure that she gets home, and then yep. the broken combo like all really hit for me. And then the so much. The, con- yeah. the part of the combo that I really got, and like this will just get into. It's just a really nice little arc that Obi Wan has in this entire episode when he says, "Um, uh." I have to face a master. Whether he dies or I do, this ends today. And it's just like, yep. that's it. That's where we first see his headspace. And, his set, and then the second part of it is, I will do what I must, which, you know, obvious callback to Revenge of the Sith. But it also is like, that gives him some opening to like, depending on how this fight goes and what ha- whatever happens, he will do what he must do. And then that moment with Roken, where Roken just straight up is like, you want to do this. You want to face him. It's like Obi-Wan needs That whole conversation with Roken is great, though, too. Because, like, the way that he even describes Roken as, like, a natural leader and how, like, you know, there's so few of them left these days. It's like, I feel like it just put a really, I know we talked about it in previous episodes. Like, it put another, like, important emphasis on, like, the non-Jedi characters and the non-force wheelers, and just how important they are to, like, the story of Star Wars as a whole. I really liked that moment. I thought it was really great. Yeah, I loved that he also got to, like, that Obi-Wan basically got to say to all of the the people there on the ship, you know, you have spent 10 years protecting the Jedi. This is my chance to return the favor. It just, it was, it's just a really touching thing that you have this whole group of people who have risked their lives to, like, to shelter the Jedi from the empire and just to have obi-wan basically get to you know protect them the way that they've protected the jedi it's just it's really cool and like you said the the roken and the haja conversations are, are great the look on haja's face when uh obi-wan says oh you know the word your word is good enough for me and his face just kind of like there's like a, a a level of surprise that goes over his face and he just kind of like like kamel played that really well oh and, yeah and, i mean he was McGregor so perfect. It, it literally well. feels like the character was written for him. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. We like, need he more just... Kumail in Star Wars, man. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I'm yeah. so glad that it like 
ended up being like a really like good character because there was a chance he could have been like too much of a comic relief, but they really nailed the balance there. And yeah, he's he's a this role was made like specifically for him, and it worked Mm -hmm. so well for me. Uh, And and another uh, line I want to point out in this combo is when Obi Wan emphasizes that everyone there is like you are the future. He says. And, of course, the yep. camera pans to Leia, but that could mean literally <laughs> everyone on that ship. Because everyone on that ship has been helping, like we said, helping out the Jedi and Force-sensitive kids for, for years. And the show has really introduced us to, like, a really cool, like, side sector of the Rebellion that I hope we get to see develop into something closer to the Rebellion that we see in uh, the lead-up to A New Hope. Because I've really yeah. enjoyed these characters. And if we get more, like, even if it's in, like, the books or the comics where it says that, like, Roken ended up becoming, like, a leader in the Rebellion, that would be really cool to see. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. just sad that we had to say goodbye to these characters. It but, would be really great, though, like you said, to see more literature, like, supplementary literature around these projects. Because I remember, like, you know, obviously, like, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, they all had, like, I, I feel like a ridiculous amount of supplementary material, and we really haven't gotten that since then. It would well, be really great we for them to go to back and do that. We Mando, and then they canceled it, which I still right. find weird. And then, and then they would... canceled a lot of the Rise of Skywalker stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. I, just... I would gladly read a Tala novel, for the record, like, just a novel, like, depicting Tala, like, going to the... De- like def- defecting to the path and protecting Jedi. Right, getting her story with the children that she talked about in episode three. Can we, yeah, that'd be we, so cool. Can we talk about the the holster? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my god! I saw somebody point out that's actually the same holster that she wears in the, the Star Wars the comic. 2015 comic run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, oh my god! That's one of the two. Um, comic references we have one is oh my god the other one at the very end which i didn't realize until i saw a side by side i was like oh as soon as i saw the goggles i was like are you shitting me yeah like literally when it ended i literally grabbed i had like a thought that looks that look that costume's familiar to me and then i just like grabbed my like omnibus of jason aaron's run and like flicked to like the uh the 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 cover page and i was like oh my god they literally pulled from the journals of ben kenobi and the mythos figure as well it's that's just so cool i love it i uh, and yeah yeah and of course like leia getting tala's uh holster is just like that's that actually made softened a lot of my disappointment over tala's death because it it, it's not just her her legacy lives on She's yes. not, like, disappearing yes. from the... She's not she, instantly forgotten, right? Yeah, she literally inspired Leia to be the leader that we we see, later see her be- become, and that's just so cool. And I just... I, I lo- it's such a touching moment, and it just... It honors Tala uh, in such a neat way, and it's also just, like, a really cool reference because, like, I, I hadn't even thought about, like, the holster thing until, like, afterwards when Leia was gifted it, and I was like, oh, of course... It's that's it's just it's just really good, uh, neat storytelling to like use a bit of fan service as like an actual like character moment rather than right, just like, the right way to connect to other material yes, rather than yes. just like those sort of life lifeless callbacks like oh look at this character or like look at this thing and like they add nothing to the story it's like okay that in itself Easter egg like just pointless Easter egg but like every callback and reference this show made had some sort of 
purpose. Yeah, it oh, felt really yes. intentional, like in the right way. I mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I, I, every moment with Leia and Obi Wan in this episode like had me on the verge of tears. Uh, oh, absolutely! Oh, so great. Oh my goodness! The, before we get to the the goodbye hug on the ship, even that that conversation uh, about Lola, where Leia's like, "Oh, they they want her." Uh, I forgot what the line was. Uh, they're scared. They're she she scared. says, "Oh, they're scared." She helps take their mind take their minds off it. And that, incidentally, that's Corrin Horn, who she is cheering up with yep. Lola, mm-hmm. and that's his. And his mother is like sort of because she was in the last episode. Like Obi Wan saved her from getting after she was shot by a blaster bowl, and then she also like tries to plead with Obi Wan not to leave because they're all obviously concerned about him dying but i just think that's really neat mm. that they've also folded that that character in i mean it could it, again that could just be a reference but you know given that he talks about the future and stuff that's just a really neat thing to smuggle in there yeah but yeah anyway and then like him responding with oh I, I you know i might need to borrow her too oh. that was so sweet. and then it led to uh one of my favorite moments of the episode later which i'll get into but then the the hug goodbye and him promising that he'll see leia again it, oh my oh, it God. got me, man. Because at that point, I was like, because I, I wasn't even thinking at that point that he was going to go back to Alderaan. I was like, this is going to oh, be I did not predict that at all. Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm no. so I'm so glad yeah, I was wrong. I really wrong. thought that was it. Let me just say that right now. I'm so glad I was wrong. Because that last goodbye is, it. it's an all-timer right there for me. Oh, it is. Uh, but we when we lead into the duel, oh my God. Uh, should we should we get into the rematch of the century? Because yeah, where do we start yeah. with this? Yeah, like uh, parallels dude, galore. Okay, okay, like okay, oh uh, fuck. Okay, so like <laughs> so, okay, 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 okay. That's all what right. we were all thinking yeah. watching yeah. it. So, yeah. like, literally the first. Okay, so like literally the first literally thing I want to mention is that like apparently I don't know if it's like this is like true, true. Like we'll find out hopefully, but like. I read some of the leaks, like, after the episode dropped to see, like, what was right, what was right, what was wrong. And apparently the, um, the moon, the planet, the moon that they fight on is, like, a moon of Mustafar. It's, like, honestly, metal as fuck. I love the, I love that design. That planet looks so sick. When I saw that, I was, like... Literally, like, I was eating my breakfast when I was watching, like, that part of the episode. I literally just, like, forgot how to chew my food. Like, I swear. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be eating. I have to go to work. And, like, I just was, like, sitting there frozen. I just... Oh, I love. They built I just, such great tension with it, though. Like, they really did. They used the environment. It was so yeah. perfect. Well. Oh, like that mm-hmm. shot of the moon, like that that crescent moon. It just looks so epic, and it also parallels the Last Jedi as well. Yeah, like it literally is it that scene where Luke meets Kylo Ren, but it's flipped. It's literally yep, the opposite. Yeah, it's perfectly and you, flipped. And you have Darth Vader descending the shuttle, and he even starts the duel the same by saying, "Have you come to destroy me, Obi Wan?" And Obi Wan's response, like, "I wasn't." Ex- I'd been so thinking about other lines that I hadn't even thought of the I will do what I must line. And when he just said it, I was I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thinking about it, it's like it leaves an opening for Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's like in the moment right now, he's thinking, I got to kill this guy. Yeah. But then it's like we see at the end of the fight, like he just 
doesn't do it. Which we'll yeah. get into. It almost home. too, like it is meant to obviously be like a reference, but at the same time, like in universe, it works because it yeah. almost yeah. feels like a way for Obi Wan to try to get Anakin pissed off and riled up because the last time he stood that he got his ass kicked. Exactly. Well, even yeah. Vader's response was a reference to the Ahsoka duel on Rebels. The then you yeah, die, yeah. and, and then it and just, then, like, just goes dude, into the choreography. The coolest duel I've seen in my life. <laughs> Oh this so might good. be my favorite. Okay, like Jake, wh- where does this rank for you? Because I remember you said last week's duel with Reva and Vader was your favorite. Like, how about this one? What I really need to do is I need to watch the two back to back. But I'm, I mean, ah, oh, fuck, they're fighting for one and two. Like honestly, like they both were so good, and just like the thing that I liked about this one so much, especially, is that like. The the sky, like, it had that cool, like, it, like, fades from, like, you know, like, purplish to green to red almost, but it's still very, very dark. So almost the entirety of the light sources for this entire fight were from the lightsabers alone. That was sick. It that really added was. so much to this fight. I love fight. that mm. so much. Yeah. And like, they really used it for, like, a storytelling purpose, too. Like, when, yeah. obviously, when, like, the mask gets cracked open, you can see, like, Vader's shadows are going from red to blue to purple to red to blue and then back and forth. And then finally, when he has that like full moment of dark side, it's like his face is just flooded in the red and you see that the yellow has returned to his eyes. And it's just, that's like the craziest it's use the best. of I think it's lightsaber the best. lighting. Uh, it was so cool. It's like, the best use of lighting, I think, in any new star wars story oh none ever. yeah it, yeah like uh, on light the, the way the that they've emphasized uh. how the lightsaber light just takes up the entire screen especially in this show and mm-hmm. pervades the entire like picture in like that light has really benefited the show and that led to that great moment obviously uh but there's just there's so much that we can start with uh yeah a, a great I mean, Vader, Vader line again absolutely. was you know your strength has returned but your weakness still yep. remains as he chucks yeah. oh the way he just yeets that rock yeah yeah oh just, my just, god just... <laughs> yeah that's like I... a scary moment that is because like literally yeah. we were just we were just starting to feel like oh obi-wan's on like even ground here because he like forces vader back and vader's like now nah, i gotta i gotta prove myself again and then he just like yeets the rock away and then does like a, a freaking ground pound move that like just breaks apart the the earth that, i was like whoa when i watched that, like, that right, was incredible. even though obi-wan is more powerful now vader was still scary as fuck in this yeah. fight yeah Absolutely. yeah when obi-wan does yeah when obi-wan does like the dark souls roll out of the way and vader just like, comes like charging into the frame it's like what it's like <laughs> and then like um... and then when he gets buried in the rocks the uh did you really think you could defeat me like, master honestly like, when they did that yeah yeah when they did that vader when they did that the low ground. shot on vader i was like vader's gonna make a high ground reference isn't he and he did, yeah. that. I knew he it. did. Yeah. that would be goofy as hell but <laughs> anakin is so petty he is so such a petty petty dude i i i, I also have to mention uh because we kind of skipped over that it was the, the moment that i knew this duel was going to be good was when obi-wan in 
immediately snapped into that Soresu stance from the Clone Wars in episode three. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, I was so excited. I w- I've been waiting for him to do that pose the whole series. And then he just like, you sn- and just snapped into it perfectly. And the music just kind of like lifted. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be and good. That's all <laughs> I've been thinking about is that like the beginning of the duel. I was like, all right, and- let me perfect. I got the saber. I was like, all right, let me perfect this. And he even does oh, a Kylo Ren pose. He does a Kylo Ren pose as well. Like, you know, when Kylo, Kylo Ren points the saber like down. ahead. Yeah, like, or, yeah, like literally right. just before it cuts back to Reaver on Tatooine, he, he does that exact move. And I was like, oh, that's... Did that's you, really- was it just me or did y'all almost hear like the crackle of Kylo's lightsaber as the shot got closer to Ben's? I, I literally heard that. I didn't, didn't but it. I will I have to... Rewatch that one, yeah. I I know he it's like not, does the it's thing. It's just like a split second, but I almost feel like you hear the like of like Kylo's saber. I I know we do. He it's does like... something that they did in the uh, the Maul duel in Rebels again, was where he started with the the prequel pose and then he went more into the like the Alec Guinness uh, way of holding mm-hmm. the saber. Which you pointed out that that Ewan has done such a great way of like incorporating bits and pieces of like Alec Guinness's like vocal mannerisms in this series, and again, it, it's a perfect bridge between episode three and four, and perfect bridge for this character. Uh, oh, absolutely, when- it really is, especially when you listen to like lines that he said in the prequels versus how he said them now, or like lines that yeah. Alex said in the originals versus how Ewan said them now. It like, and you know, at first really I thought that was just, just how much work he put into that. I, I thought it was just Ewan getting older, but no, it, it meant so much more. Like, yeah, the, you just the amount of yeah, you dedication just that was put into this series. Like, when people are like, oh, you and one, like, it's like, he was an executive producer on this show for a reason. He obviously exactly. had, like, a lot of input into specific aspects of his characterization. Uh, but when he was under the rocks, this is where I thought we were going to get the, uh, the Qui-Gon appearance. Me too. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought it best of voice. Yeah. yeah, I thought so as well. I thought, uh, yeah, I really wasn't gonna sure we were gonna see him in full. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, went... I was like, "Where is?" It? I was like, "This is get. We're getting like we'll like we'll get to it." But like near the end, I was like, "We haven't seen Qui Gon." <laughs> I was getting <laughs> like that. that too. Yeah, I was um, like, "Um, are they not?" But I love how just the memories of him. Like at first, it goes to Anakin being all mm. like, you know bitchy and everything and yeah like, like, sort of all the rage of anakin sort of try sort of tries to break obi-wan's resolve but then like he reflects on the children especially the uh journey he's had with leia and that's able to provide him some strength to just fucking just yeet all, <laughs> oh, all rocks he had a spider-man moment he had that like classic Dude, spider-man moment literally what i thought like spider-man um yeah yeah and like the master planner story from the comics where he just he's like buried under the rubble and he just finds the resolve to like push his way out of there it's really cool that whole sequence is like a metaphor for obi-wan's arc throughout the story because you just hear all of Mm -hmm. you hear all the lines from vader and anakin just like like pressuring building the pressure as he as the as he like gets surrounded by darkness and then all the audio just drops out and he he just thinks about luke and leia and then literally just before he like break like you said just yeets all the rocks away 
that there's like a light that pours in from outside and it's like it's such a clever moment because it's like yeah he turned on the light he 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 uh. he actually he found the light the hope for the future and and that gives him the resolve to like push his way out of there and he's just like i love that he just like leaps up out of the rocks as well he's like yeah i gotta finish this like no I, yeah. i'm not letting vader end it this way and, and it's just like he looks so rejuvenated after that oh yeah another, uh, reference to that convo that leia and obi-wan had in episode three about uh the force the turning yeah the thing. Yep. it's just such a great payoff like like literally they they spend all the time just just crafting all of these different setups and just to have the emotional payoff with Obi Wan finding the resolve in himself and I and I get why they didn't go for a Qui Gon uh, voiceover there because Obi Wan finding the resolve within himself after yeah. going through this journey with Leia and being reminded of how important her and Luke are it it really kind of like it, it it's actually more moving that he found that within himself without needing a pep talk from his old master yeah and it's, it's more emphasis on the future not the past yes. mm -hmm. but yep. the, the future and again it's like the quiet one would have been cool but this story has been about obi-wan's relationship with leia and protecting luke and i i think we'll get into all the luke stuff at once once we finish up this kenobi stuff uh but yeah, no, it was it was a really powerful moment, and then it led to uh, Obi Wan body invade, insane, like fucking just... like the rocks thing is cool. I definitely found that a little odd, just the way it was framed. The thing I can't get over is the fucking fact that like during the end of the fight, fucking Obi Wan just uses his actual lightsaber to help and just fucking jams it. Oh, that like, was. Yeah, he just so smashes cool. the shit out of his chest box. I just oh, what oh that fuck? wasn't like he went a little insane there. It yeah. was a little dark side of him, and I enjoyed it was a little brutal. too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and the way the music was I'm... swelling too, and you had yeah. Vader's like Return of the Jedi like wheezing, breathing noises. Oh, that was oh, every dark. every time they use that sound, I start losing it. It's yeah, it's... I. I... It's <laughs> like the tears like started coming to my eyes when I heard that. I'm just so I was like, like, oh, it's, I think it's I said it so cool. I think I said it last episode, but like I was just like, this has to end in a draw of some sorts, or just like I didn't think. No, no, Obi Wan would no. beat Vader. I, I knew it. I, I knew it. Knew it. <laughs> but, like, I knew it. It makes so much sense because like any other Jedi, Vader would body, but like this is Obi Wan Kenobi. This like is Obi Wan Kenobi. Who, this man knows Vader. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He and knows Anakin inside and out, and he knows how to get inside his head. Yeah. Uh, and then the so math good. thing. But yeah. Okay. First of all, I that slice say, of okay. his helmet. I'll, yeah. oh, yeah. oh my god. I'll say I, this because now that the app, now that the show's out, the I passed it off as a prediction. I actually read the. I actually accidentally read a leak from it like a while ago and i'm like all right i'm don't know if that's ever gonna happen but if it does that'd be cool and then it did i was like fuck <laughs> um it was literally while i was re-watching rebels and i got to because i think i i started watching Both rebels during yeah i started Both watching sides. rebels around the time that the obi-wan show had been announced i think i think it was around that time and then uh 
after hearing about the Obi-Wan show and getting to Twilight of the Apprentice, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Obi-Wan did this? And I was just like, that was one of my main reasons. That and the line. I saw a tweet about it. Like, somebody said it. I don't know who it was. I don't remember. But I saw a tweet that was saying essentially that. And it kind of stuck with me. And I was like, I wonder if they would do that. I just had a feeling that was going to happen because if they were going to bring Hayden back, obviously... Yeah. The flashbacks, but I'm like, they're just not going to bring him back to be under the suit the whole time. Like, there's going to be some moment like that. And I just, it always was like, okay, they're going to do this in live action. And it, it didn't feel like a, a cheap duplication. I'll just say that because holy shit, everything in this scene. I'll uh, go so far as to say that it's better. I think it's better than the Rebels scene. I, I don't want to compare them because I think they're Honestly, both... that's what I said. No, Me, Connor, I mean... and Don were in a voice chat last night, and I even said I'm afraid to say it because I feel like people will like fight me over that. But I thought it was much better than the Rebels it, scene. I, I can't Honestly, say it. I can't say it yet. Give it some time because I think I agree the most. I think I agree too because like I think what helps is that like it's fucking it's Hayden. Hayden. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you and the conversation was longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It... We only we only get a couple of lines in Rebels because Vader almost immediately reasserts over Anakin in that yeah. scene. Whereas... To be fair, Rebels also had to handle like the Kanan and Ezra stuff. Yeah, on top of yeah. that, and, so I they mean, couldn't put the whole focus on that fight. It's but... it's, it's an I like I, I don't think we're discrediting that scene at all. I don't think that this one would either. No. And like, yeah. I can't leave you not this time is an all time. Like, oh, yeah. Quote. Oh, and sure. I am no but Jedi. I am no Jedi, of course. Revenge is not the Jedi. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, this but is... I mean, Obi-Wan immediately just the Anakin and then breaking down. Oh, yeah. oh when like... Hayden. Oh my god. <laughs> and Hayden just like, stood up and said, Anakin is gone. I am what I remains. And they, they First perfectly of all, the, transitioned. the mixing between Hayden and James Rowe. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I know. It's so good. It's so freaking good. It's amazing. Like, like I love that they made the choice to have the voices transition into each other rather than playing at the same time like they did with Rebels. I just think that was such a mm-hmm. really cool yeah. effect. Especially if because it, it's like you didn't kill Anakin Sky, like just the way that line is said, where yeah, like even I like did, mid with word, the smirk. Oh my god, <laughs> it's That's like that so right there. Oh god, yes. It's like Vader is the, the little greatest villain of all time. And Hayden's eyes, the way that yeah. like it just like his, the way his brow flickers back from like annoyance to anger to like almost satisfaction when he says that he was the one that killed Anakin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. It's re- it's like it's probably one of the like creepiest images in all of Star Wars because it's such an intense stare and you're like oh, oh it's oh, one of the creepiest and it's one of the most emotional breaking scenes oh for sure. and it's probably one of Hayden's best performances in a scene in his career in Star Wars and again I know people like to shit on his acting performance I've always championed that I think that his performance in Revenge of the Sith especially is one of if not the best performances in Star Wars. But, like, that was crazy of him to be able to put that much visual storytelling into, like, a third of his face. It was yeah. crazy. has always been an incredible visual storyteller. Like, his yeah. facial expressions and his body language have always been... Even back in the day where I was like, I don't know how I feel about him in Attack of the Clones when I was going through that phase. Like, 
he's always been a great visual actor, but his performance in this show has been fantastic. So okay, so like I when I watched this at like three a.m., I was just I had literally just surprisingly I did not cry. I was just in awe. I bawled my eyes out for like half the episode the first time I watched it. I I I was more shocked. Like I I was in the process of tearing up, but I I didn't go full tears until one specific moment. Oh, I know what moment. I know what moment. The second viewing though. Oh, there were tears. Uh, yeah. There were like, tears. Like, I cried a bit the first time. I cried even more the second time. I was just like, It's very oh, weird. It. I've always said this. Star Wars gets me emotionally more than any other franchise for the most part. But I very rarely <laughs> cry watching it. Uh, yeah. The Rebels is, is the only one. And Luke in uh, 8 because I just wasn't expecting it. And it got me. The first the six times I saw Last Jedi in theaters, I cried when Luke died. Yeah, six fucking um, times. But there, uh, this one is just uh, the emotional highlights and like strong points in this episode are off the it's charts. True. And it's and insane. you and tearing up and saying, oh, "I'm dude. sorry, Anakin." Uh, for all, for of, all dude, of his it. delivery, I I, I think I think that might be Ewan's best scene. Is Obi Wan in the entire franchise? Oh. Yeah, acting wise. Oh, mm-hmm. oh the man oh, is, is a, a presence. Unlike it's another. such a difference from the whole "I have failed you, Anakin" in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Like this is a, it. Just really shows like of, the different level he's on now too. Yeah, like, this is the Obi Wan once thought as you do conversation. Yeah. And it's, really. at, at this moment, he still thinks that he's the reason Anakin became vader it's not thing i love like we literally go through a whole fucking arc in this entire conversation because like obi-wan still feels guilty about making anakin what he is but like oddly enough vader gives him the closure he's needed yeah and like that's why he's able to just leave him and yeah unintentional too I feel yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it's yeah, Vader he... just trying to want to give himself the credit of killing Obi Wan's own apprentice. Yeah, yeah, because I am not your really failure, like Obi Wan. That's such a good line. There's so many layers to that as well, because you could argue, because, especially because Anakin always saw himself as so powerful and always yeah. wanting more and more power. So the fact that Vader is now claiming the right of being the one to kill Anakin again, I know they're the same character, but still, it's like. He's putting himself on this pedestal as he can barely walk, and his yeah. old master who just bested him and he's just still leaves like, him. I will destroy you. Well, because and- it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we we started the first appear the first time they meet. Vader tells Obi Wan, "I am what you made me." So he puts the blame on Obi Wan in that scene because he doesn't he he is yet to see Obi Wan's like full sorrow and pain that that his that he feels over over what happened to anakin and it's only kind of like when vader has been humbled by his master that obi-wan and obi-wan tells him how sorry he is for for everything that happened that anakin is like no i will i will not be someone else's failure he doesn't want to be uh like someone else's like weakness It, it, it because like anakin's whole thing like anakin has a whole arc throughout the prequels of like not 
not wanting to be a slave in a slave to other people like he, he starts his life most of his life as a slave then he goes to the jedi order and he starts to feel like a slave there you know there's the whole struggle about whether he's a slave to his emotions and like all of that stuff it's just so the idea that like obi-wan is is telling is telling him sorry he's like no no i am i am the master of my own story i decide i decide what happens to anakin or, or vader and he just makes that that claim thinking that he's sticking the knife in to uh to obi-wan and in actuality he's he's actually kind of going no no it was it it wasn't you i made my own decisions i i your own master of his own exactly exactly here's the thing i love the thing i just love about this whole conversation and i said it i've probably said it before earlier on this episode but i've also said it like just online I really personally didn't expect it to be like as as nuanced and full of subtlety as it was. And I think I talked with Jake in a voice chat uh, a few days ago about it or yesterday. And just like he said that um, if they even tried to write Jake to Jake himself, he said that he felt if they tried to write more of that conversation, it would have just felt like retreading old ground and like that this was like the perfect balance of what it needed to be because like i'm sorry for all of it literally sums up the entire prequels from obi-wan's perspective and like i don't know about y'all how much you want to bet there's a small part of him that he's like that obi-wan's like i'm sorry i didn't finish the job on mustafar a little bit, I would say, because like yeah. it must, it must kill him to see what Anakin has become. Like you know, just shoved into this like, like awful all suit. Voices away, like just like Seer says to Trilla in Fallen Order, uh, "I'm sorry that all the choices I made took all your choices away." That's literally Obi Wan and Anakin yeah. in this moment. Too. Well, and I feel Pretty like much, up yeah. until the slicing of the helmet, that Obi Wan's mindset was still, "I might have to kill him here." So, yeah, the look yeah. on his face no, definitely agree. communicates that for sure. Like, yeah, he he's to, that is the moment. Like the slicing of the helmet is the opening of very. It's it's the very thin opening of Anakin's humanity. Yeah, and that, that's what I was gonna say. And then he, you can, you know, say I killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, because Obi Wan hasn't actually like, seen Anakin. It, it, it's only been. Vader. Yeah, so for him yeah. to actually see right. Anakin's face under the mask for the first time, that I feel like was almost his full moment of realization of who he was actually fighting. And I feel like yeah. specifically yeah. that that's why he was able to just leave. Yeah, and then instead of killing him, the, then my friend is truly dead, which again is a, another parallel um, to Luke. Yeah, to Luke. The, and then the goodbye, Darth. Dark. Got me. Oh, oh. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. That was really. That's cool. more just salt in the wound too, because yeah. I know that is technically a callback to a No Hope, but it's also it's like he doesn't even give him the satisfaction of referring to him as Vader. He's nothing more than Darth. Like I saw someone on Twitter um, say that like him calling him that was just him basically saying that he's just another pawn of the Sith, which I know like Don just said a lot of Anakin's arc in the prequels is him trying to escape that feeling of being a slave. And so Obi-Wan calling him Darth there, I just feel like is almost doing just that. And like, yeah, diminishing just... him 
to mm-hmm. you know being nothing more than like a foot soldier of the Sith, basically. Yeah, it's like Anakin he is. wanted oh, that is power, perfect and the power he has isn't even real power because he's still uh, under Palpatine's thumb this whole time. Which yep, because then we see that later in the then show. Then we see that Palpatine's also, just like, shout out. "You gotta stop chasing this bitch ass Obi Wan." And guy. he's like, "All right, yeah." Like he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry." Literally manipulates him, and Vader. Lit- yeah. What is like, Vader's you're not last line? Weak, are you? Uh, I, I serve you only you. I only serve. You, I only serve you, my master. I, I serve only you, dude, my master. This man, exactly. Like, dude, this man has an iron grip on Vader. On Vader. Yeah, iron. I need to. I also need to point out this uh, thought from someone on Twitter uh, at Flying Grace Sun. He said, "I also have this idea that he knew he'd never get a kill or be killed fight from Obi Wan as long as he was feeling guilt over Anakin. He was trying to bring Obi Wan down to his level of anger, and it had the exact opposite effect." Ooh, like exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I I saw that tweet. Oh it, it is absolutely God. right. Yeah. I just I, I, I just find it so fast. I don't know what your guys' reaction were. Like, the second the fight ended and Obi-Wan just walked away. I just found it freaking interesting that he just walked away. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all thought, like, in some way, shape, or form, he would have to fake his death. Yes. Yes. I, we, we, we've been saying that on the SWE server for ages, haven't we? That he always oh, has to fake his death because... There's that line in Rebels where, like, Palpatine says, oh, you know, like, argue, like, he seems to be skeptical of whether Obi-Wan is even alive, but Vader is, like, super sure. And we were, and I was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, he's got to, like, fake his death and everyone else thinks he's dead apart from Vader. But no, no, he just straight up walked away from that duel. Well, that's and what's super interesting, I'm though, is because people are saying that that people are saying that it retcons the way that revenge of the sith left off it left off exactly the fucking same as revenge of the sith play so it didn't change shit exactly and 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 also having it also actually lines up really well with vader saying to obi-wan when i left you i was but the learner because i mean the last episode kind of confirmed that because it showed how anakin still hasn't learned the hasn't learned the lessons that obi-wan was trying to teach him and then we see that even more here yeah yes yes especially with the rocks because the rocks thing is like is awesome i literally gasped when he he lifted the rocks and just pelted vader with them all but it's also it's also like it really is like it's like the uh the attack of the clones moment when dooku tries to attack yoda with the force lightning and yoda just blocks it and says much to learn you still have that is obi-wan's you still have much to learn my young apprentice moment right because it's literally a callback to a couple minutes prior when vader eats the rock thinking he was such a badass for that and even we as fans like we just said a couple minutes ago we were like holy shit and then literally obi-wan is just chucking these massive hunks of rock at him like they're nothing it yeah I no, swear, Deborah Chow. The writing and, in this show uh, is just incredible. Uh, no. I swear, Deborah Chow and Joby Harold are like secret Ray Kenobi believers because that was <laughs> such a clear parallel with Ray lifting the rocks. It was. And it's like even the like framing that. of it was just like so similar. And I'm like, oh. it's such a shame that that's like, it would be such a cool parallel. I saw a tweet someone uh, that someone did yesterday saying, oh, if they'd only gone with Ray Kenobi, this would have been an epic parallel. I mean, it still is. But no, like, it still is because it, it shows two like it, it's a great culmination of both of their story arcs throughout their yes. 
like that story in the movie and the series of getting to see them at their full power after they've gone over their obstacles and yeah, you see and them lifting when... the rocks. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Vader's scream when Obi-Wan leaves. Uh, oh my it? God. Uh, wow. I, I, the first thing was, okay, this is Matt Lanner right here. Like it just sounded like Clone Wars Anakin at this very moment. But, uh, but again, I think this might be the best use of them blending Hayden and James Earl Jones's voice was this scream. Cause it, it yeah. hurt. It's like, cause he's still like, he, he, he can't like get Kenobi off the, off the brain. It's, it's just haunting. And yeah, his rage is just laying there. It's almost kind of pathetic too, because again, mm-hmm. like he can barely stand up and he can't fight, and he's still screaming at Obi Wan to like get back here yeah, and keep fighting him. Obi Wan like, yeah. left the planet. It's his Black Knight moment from just a scratch, but a flesh wound. <laughs> a scratch, like, your arms off. No, it isn't. It's probably like two and one two screams it's like one i feel like one scream you could see as like obi-wan as like uh anakin still breaking through just just barely just a little bit or he's like bruh save me and on the other yeah that that first scream felt very much like you it felt almost like prequel anakin in a way and then the second one like just felt like more where anakin would be at this point in time 10 years later Filled with all like the rage, and then you had a lot more of the like actual Vader voice modulator mixed in with it. Yeah, it was almost like the Vader voice was taking over the Anakin voice. Yeah, Yeah. like I was gonna say as well, like it really feels like that. That's why that the you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker I did line has so many layers because you could say that, like we've said, that it's you know Vader trying to stick the knife into Obi Wan, but you could almost argue that that is in just that brief moment, especially because of the lighting. It's Anakin, like, just re-emerging for a moment, just seeing the light and giving his old master that closure, just saying, no, no, it wasn't your fault. It, it yeah, almost like not I am off- not your failure, Obi-Wan. You could say yeah. Because, too, like, if you go back and you watch, like, Revenge of the Sith, especially the stuff on Mustafar when Anakin's talking to Padme, he does, like, fluctuate, like, the tones in his voice and his speech patterns, and it shifts from what we see Anakin talking, like, the way he talks throughout the prequels, and then he has more of, like, the speech patterns of, like, James Earl Jones in the original trilogy, and so, to me, I've always felt like that was, like, Anakin and Vader going back and forth and like, this constant struggle for power, whereas, like, th- this felt the same in this fight, yeah. as it very much felt like it was a back and forth between, like, Anakin and, like, then Vader and like Vader was the one saying he killed yes. Anakin. Yeah, and so like now it's like it even softens the lie that Obi Wan will later tell to Luke because it's like you know it's like he's literally Vader just telling you. murdered your father. It's, it's technically like, kind of true because he yeah killed. yeah he said that, so, like he's someone, told Obi Wan. <laughs> someone posted uh, the no, I am your father scene like and they highlighted the he told me you killed I saw him, that. which. Ah, uh, this episode, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I'll never be I'll able to watch those mind. movies again the same way. Just, I find it so fascinating that Obi-Wan left, just Vader, just a lot, like, just left him, like, like Jake said, because it's like, you could argue the whole, like, moral quandary of, like, he should have killed him, he should, he didn't have to kill him all day, like, you could just go in circles, just all day with that, 
Um, but like Jake said on Twitter, like this is one of the most Jedi. This is definitely one of the most Jedi things uh, that um, Obi Wan did. Uh, this is a culmination of his entire arc. Like yes. if you put Episode One Obi Wan in in this situation, okay, he would have gotten his ass kicked. But also, if he got the chance, he would have killed Vader. But, like. It's just, um, he had the chance to do it, like, yeah. to kill, and even though, I just get the sense that, like, even though, like, he says, um, like, my friend is truly dead, like, his brother is truly dead, and there's nothing left but a husk of a man in a coffin of his own mistakes and regret, he just can't bring himself down to that level yeah, that's the only way i think it. that line could hit more is if he said that my brother is truly dead instead of my friend i thought about that on my second viewing but it's still yeah it's still hit uh but as obi-wan is leaving and then we can cut back to what we've seen before he senses luke's danger in the force so let's move on to uh reva's story here in this see episode. i was gonna yeah, I was going to, like, wow. transition, like, to that by saying that, you know, you we were just saying about Obi-Wan's uh, mercy that he shows, and, and that's the thing. His his decision reverberates into what happens with Reva and how her story concludes, which, can I just say, I am both relieved at how Reva's story panned out, and I'm fascinated by where they're going to go next with this because it doesn't it fe of all the stuff in this in the series and i and i feel like there's a lot actually there's a surprising amount of leeway for them to continue a lot of the stories here that's the one that feels the most open-ended in the best way yeah, yeah they could literally say, go anywhere with reva let me just say because yeah, like that was also I the one thing that got that apparently i so like this is also one of the things that they said in the lakes Apparently there was a scene where like Reva goes back to most Reva goes back to like Vader tells her that she killed Obi-Wan and like Vader's like bullshit and kills her. So like I'm happy that didn't happen. Dude, I'm just so happy she's not dead. I'm bro. so glad. I... Let me just say, yeah, so that glad. is the one thing. Is that we got redemption and she got to live. Which means I was that so excited. we get to see like post redemption Riva, hopefully at some point. Uh, like, her... what, a, what an what a character to have happen yeah, to. Like, I know. Moses Ingram just deserves that. I Moses think. Ingram, yeah. I, I think we all just got to say right here, like, so good. Everything she brings, fantastic. Her like scene when she... with Obi Wan might be oh my, my favorite scene she's done. It's so yeah. Which is easily one of my favorite characters added to Star Wars in the last however long it's been since Disney acquired the franchise, like eight years. She's uh, so good. Yeah, like no. she, the, when she just collapsed, when she just like fell to her knees and just started crying, and just all the grief and the trauma of what she had gone through just like came out of her. She just nailed it perfectly. And I, I just that whole scene, like you said, Connor, like it's your, it's one of your favorite scenes. Definitely one of my favorite scenes in the whole series because I just, I love the whole sequence because it just refutes, it just spits in the face of what the the Grand Inquisitor said at the start of like, oh, Jedi's compassion is their undoing, and it's like, no, no, compassion is and the making of a Jedi. An enemy master, but it's and that too. That too, it, it saves, it doesn't defeat an enemy necessarily, but it saves the enemy. And that's what 
it saves them from themselves and that's obi-wan's mercy towards reva in that in that sequence and him telling her that you know by showing showing mercy you have honored you've honored those that you lost it's so moving and it's just so nice to see obi-wan basically help help redeem an inquisitor it's just so cool because like literally the way this scene goes yeah exactly it, that's why it was in his own brother yeah but he saves an inquisitor like that yeah, is so cool man it's so cool and it, and it's like I, I lost my train of thought but it's like you know, yeah the way the scene goes the way the language of the scene goes like obi-wan it, it's not until obi-wan has has offered her this consolation this compassion these words of comfort basically telling her no you won't you have not become like Vader. You you have chosen. You have made the choice to to not continue the cycle. Oh, that, that she throws beautiful. down the lights. Yeah, and she throws down the lightsaber after that. She just drops the Inquisitor saber, basically renouncing the dark side at that moment. And Reva, in part because of Obi Wan, it's just so fire. cool. It yeah, when she was like hobbling into the Lars homestead, that was that was uh, a yeah. that was unnerving also, for sure. Someone pointed out that like the framing of her with uh, Luke. It's just like Anakin with Shmi. Yeah, yes. it looks exactly like that. Yeah, I was just like, "Fuck me, this is killing me, man." Uh, but another thing that this scene and this section of the episode did is it really like made me appreciate Owen and Baru so much more. Bro, Baru yeah. will go yeah. to defend. Oh my god, Baru's yeah. a hard ass. Baru, that uh, Owen's uh, he is my own line got me uh, that was great because owen's been such a hard ass this whole series and seeing that one she's showing how much he cares about luke uh, baru i also love the uh when ben says no when uh not when owen says ben is gone and then baru just automatically responds with whose fault is that and i'm like oh I love Baru for that line. I just that's was such a great like response. Like yeah, Baru is just awesome in this whole sequence. I'm glad yeah, we got I'm to see glad more that of we, her. She got to do uh, have some time to shine here because it was just Owen when we saw them the first time. Baru showed up in like the background, but th th this was so great. But then them defending and them actually putting up a fight against Riva was really cool to see. Uh, insane. Yeah, because like Reva, obviously, yeah. Obviously, Reva is weakened from like her duel with Vader, but she's she's still an Inquisitor. She's still like really formidable, and the fact that like Owen and Baru put up a real fight, it's just it's a it's really cool to see. It's it's cool to be in the Lars homestead as well. I was like, I got a little giddy like seeing it all just like perfectly recreated yeah. there. That was, I mean, that was I, just really I just cool. built the uh, the Lars homestead kitchen on stream the other night. Uh, the Lego. Oh, set. did you? Yeah. So I, oh, was, I like, watched some of that. That was fun. Yeah, that That's was so uh, cool. He ne Luke never sees the the saber ignited. No, no, he doesn't. He's already no. climbing out of the the garage uh, area because when um, I, I Reaver thought was there was insane. a moment, but then I realized on my second watch that he got knocked out before Reaver well, yeah. ignited the saber. What's really funny is that Book of Boba Fett has kind of accounted for like the the story they tell Luke because he said Owen lies that it's like Tuscan raiders raiding farms, and we see in like the the book of boba fett we've got like tuscan warriors who have similar garb 
to what Reva is wearing. So it yeah. kind of it lines up with that. Yeah. And it, and so like Luke would have just thought when he saw her running after him that that was just a Tuscan warrior chasing him because she doesn't ignite her lightsaber until he's unconscious. It's like so it just it all it rhymes. Exactly. It, she never <laughs> even sees that she has a lightsaber. Exactly. Yeah. Like because it, it, it's a it's a really clever way how they thread the needle and they don't like kind of mess with the canon of luke's story because the thing is luke's story doesn't really begin properly until a new hope that's his origin whereas like obi-wan kenobi is like the origin of characters like like leia really like like as i would argue obi-wan kenobi is an origin story for leia because we see where she gets like her desire to be more of a ruler as as we'll get into anyway but like yeah the whole sequence is just like yes 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 exactly uh but again when we see Reva about to go for the kill and it flashes and Luke is replaced by youngling Reva and then we get the, the, the flashes of uh, Order 66 yeah. again. Oh, oh my god. What a way to do a Crisis of Faith moment and lead to her redemption. Uh, now is a perfect time to shout out that picture of Hayden with all of the uh, the clone troopers. That's been going yeah. around. Yeah, that's such a uh, cool, such a great, the... such a great behind-the-scenes picture. I've literally seen it like fifteen times on my yeah. Twitter feed the past day. Sorry, I it's was super... one of them. Probably. No, I was one of them too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh but my getting goodness. to see like um, Hayden again and just Reva. the looks that he shoots Reva. It's like this man is like we really get to see like villain eight, uh, era Vader so many times in this episode and then her bringing him back to the Lars homestead i have so many good things to say about this scene and it yeah leaves it's so open-ended it's like it's like what you choose to do now is up to you and we're both free. yeah we're both free. whatever it is yeah uh, such a great moment exactly uh, that yeah and we just we just leave her on Tatooine, so we don't know what she does next because that's the last we see of her in this episode. Uh, Survivor, but, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope. highly I hope. doubt that this is yeah, the last I doubt time it we'll too, see this. Like, I know that I, I'm pretty sure Survivor was also at least the scene, at least the story was filmed in California, and like, um, oh, I wasn't uh, saying I highly doubt Reva's going to be in the game. I was saying I highly doubt this is the last time we're going to see. This character. Oh, well, especially oh, with no, that no. rumor of a possible Reva spinoff or some kind of spinoff based around the show, I'd be she's absolutely her. coming back, and it's gonna yeah. be soon. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. make her I mean, such an important aspect of this series and of Obi Wan's like development. Uh, if, if they were just gonna have her get redeemed and then oh, that's it. Sorry, like. Well, like we never even see, we don't even see her after that scene. So, like we've said, it could go anywhere. Like she could even like stay on Tatooine for like Literally for a... the first force user to get redeemed and not die. Yes, yes, yes exactly. That's I mean, all I wanted. All I wanted. I said if they were going to redeem her as a character, let her fucking live because I feel like every single time we get a redemption, they just feel like they have to kill off that character, and it's gotten old. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm it has. sick of it. It would have felt. It would have felt like a bad look. With all the undeserved yeah, people. yeah. I mean, if she right. died, my my thought process was like, if you were just gonna have the character die, then you should have just done it last episode. Like, yeah, there was no way mm-hmm. you could have topped it. So that's why I was exactly. like, okay, she better live. 
And I'm glad that they, they went in that direction because it was so great. Uh, and then we got that scene with uh, back on Mustafar, which can I just say, Mustafar looked so cool oh, here. Uh, favorite planet. It's, uh, it's yeah, I, I it's up there for me. And then we get uh, Palpatine showing up. Is it just me or do you look kind of weird? Or is that just Ian McDermott getting older? Like, I, I didn't know how to... Ian McDermott getting older, and it definitely I... seemed very, like, revenge of this... Not revenge, uh, very, like, Return of the Jedi. Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, it felt very Return of the Jedi, and I just thought that the hood was a little bit too high up. Like, I feel like we saw yeah. too much forehead, and that's why it was, was kind of throwing of me off. Palpatine, yeah, but I feel five head going it looked... Literally, yeah, like, I'm not even joking. I literally put my hand up and covered his forehead because the first time I saw it, I was like, why do you look like that? And then I put my hand up and covered his forehead. <laughs> he looks great if you just cover the big ass I mean, forehead. it's Ian McDermott, so he was incredible in this scene. Like, he's always great, but... He had more of a fan- Phantom yeah. Menace-type voice because he was being more of the manipulator there as opposed to, like, the evil emperor because he was very mm-hmm. kind of, like... He was trying to act like he was being uh, consoling to Vader. like twisting the knife so much in this scene. Oh. Absolutely, yeah. Does he makes you um, weak? I just fucking realized Vader doesn't. Before this show, Vader never thought Obi Wan was dead, right? No, no, no. I don't think oh. so. Sure. I think. Oh, because Obi Wan oh, walked okay. away from him on. Yeah. Far, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. No, well, but, I know, but like, says... I think in a New Hope, I could. I think. Oh wait, he literally says, "You should have not come back." And like yes. straight up, let's be real. Definitely the reason that they were both cautious, especially Vader. He's like, nah, I ain't doing this shit again. I ain't getting my ass beat. Uh, yeah. Well, like, he's... Dude, the fucking moment. It's like, I'm older when, now. Like, he, and then like the moment when he like, uh, when Obi-Wan disappears in A New Hope and he's just stepping on the robes. There's no Oh my God, yeah. That he's just like, nah, nah, there's no way. This man. But not again. Don't just do this to me again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> It's what like, the I hell, sure. I just gotta, I just gotta make sure that he's gone this time. It's like that bit in Thor Ragnarok where, uh, like Loki disappears. And oh the yeah, he of... pokes it with the umbrella. <laughs> Loki, yeah. Loki, uh, is that still you? <laughs> I could have, I, I, okay, I was doing some Mandela effect shit on myself because I thought there was like a line. Yeah, and, I, um, I, I mean, he does say like he's alive. I have felt it. And it's like, and Tarkin's like, there's no fucking way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Surely he yeah. must be dead by now. Yeah, surely he must be dead by now. I'm like, eh. Tarkin's a bitch. Yeah, oh, no. yes. <laughs> can't trust he a totally damn is. thing that man says. Uh, <laughs> but the, 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 the biggest lie of the century was Vader saying Obi-Wan means nothing. I'm like, yeah, okay. But then we oh, yeah, get, right. for the first time in the show, we hear the Imperial March. And I'm actually kind of glad they waited because it hit so hard. It was at this so moment. good. Just oh, it to totally did. To the castle. Huh. Also, really worked for that moment more than it would have in other moments because I feel like people kind of forget the Imperial March isn't Vader's theme. It's the Empire's. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the Empire's theme. Yeah, it's like um, they use it for Vader, but it's it it's like it's an extension. Vader is an extension of the Empire in mm-hmm. those, not, so it makes sense. Empire. And they play it over that moment of the of the emperor just completely overpowering him not like yeah. in a duel obviously but like just like in his standing and so like, like it's like no matter Vader literally gets sat the fuck down yeah. and then the imperial march plays we, it's like demeaning to him we almost. see him being the big bad for these inquisitors the whole show 
But then we get to see how Vader is around Palpatine, and he just cowers because he knows mm-hmm. that you know he has. There is always a bigger fish. Exactly. I think a friend. Of, I think someone said like, uh, if Vader was ever like, I mean, obviously we see it in the comics that Vader like there are points where he's like, I'm gonna kill this crusty old bastard, and then Palpatine's <laughs> like, Nah, you thought, <laughs> you thought, but like, oh, you just, thought, ah. Like, uh, that moment of him yeeting Palpatine down the reactor shaft must oh have my been God. gratifying. Even amongst all the pain, it must have felt so good. Oh. <laughs> uh, but then we get to Alderaan, and this is... Uh, well, I definitely did not expect Obi-Wan to show up. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this right is, I thought it was first of all, the, the scenes with uh, Leia and uh, her mom, and then the look that Bale shoots Leia when he sees... Uh, her worth the holster was oh i love i love this family so much man like i am so glad that we're getting more like bail and breha stuff lately uh because we just see like how pivotal they are to leia's development it's like oh with breha like oh is that a holster i love it (laughs) it's just great uh someone on twitter pointed out that luke and leia's outfits at the end are kind of matching and i'm just like they're twinning and they don't even know it um, but then Obi-Wan shows up and, uh, this is where, this is where I lost it, guys. This is um, where he was truly back as Obi-Wan. Can I just say, like, for whatever reason, I've, I've, I've noticed this both times, but the, the shot where Obi-Wan walks off the shuttle and, like, goes to hug Bale, like, the look on his, and just the way it was shot, it felt like the prequels. Like, I don't yeah, know how to did. describe it, really it but it felt like something that you'd see like just the way it was framed and everything like it, it just felt like a scene in the prequels uh and I, I just love that one this is the first time that these two have seen each other in 10 years which is just awesome and, and, then, so, and then uh someone mentioned this is gonna be painful so jake's yeah. gonna like it but uh there's a part there's like that part where like laugh some laugh and then someone was like yeah if laugh make a laugh was anakin and i'm like uh, oh, I saw that. I had to like oh, sit there. No, no. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet. It's like that moment now because of the show. It it hurts Leia even more that Ben and her parents died in the same day. Oh, yeah. Back to back. It just further adds to like her strength, though, because mm-hmm. like yeah. literally Luke was all depressed over losing old Ben, who he met, you know, obviously a couple of times, but it seemed like they were never all that close. And then Leia lost the the dude that she looked up to and saved her when she was a child and her parents and her entire planet. And she's like, yeah. it's, okay, it's okay, pretty boy. Don't be sad. Yeah. Oh. But, the more and more Leia we get, fuck, I want it. I wish Yoda trimmed Leia because like, none of this would happen. <laughs> Give us the what if story. Give us the what if story. I just made a TikTok about that. that. Yeah. I, there would be no Star return. Wars. What if Leia sucker punches the Emperor when she's twenty-two years old and Star Wars ends? Yeah, <laughs> like straight up, she'd be like, "Bitch, you're out," and then she'd go to Exegol, and then she'd be like, yeah. "Bitch, you're out." Take down the Sith. And she would just. But I, I just uh, love the uh, Bale being like, "I don't know how we can repay you," and Obi Wan just looking at Leia and being like, "Oh, she has already done that. She's already yeah. done that." And then yeah. there's that line where he says, "Like, no, no one must know." Yeah. Yes, and now, oh look, and for any, 
That's for anyone true. being pedantic about like the oh, it doesn't sound like she knows him in the uh, in the message that she gives him in a new hope. Now we know why she is. She's being careful. She's yeah. making sure no one knows about There's the connection. I hadn't even mm -hmm. considered that. My yes. that my head canon wow. now is that Obi Wan just goes back to Alderaan every year for for Life Day. Just shows up for the holidays. <laughs> sees his, that would be sweet. Sees his adopted daughter. Because <laughs> um, I I'm sorry. Like I this is I'm so sad that this this uh, dynamic between the two of them is done. It was so cute. And then this the the final goodbye scene, where he's telling Leia about her her parents. This is where this is where I started crying, guys. This is uh, holy shit! Like they they've been building up to this one, and I I'm, I'm I don't even know how to talk about it. It's yeah. I like I I replied to um. So there was so uh no Nohal who did it who did a tweet um who from the Geeky Waffle she did a tweet like talking about how like uh lovely that scene was and i responded with it, it warmed my heart and stimulated my tear ducts <laughs> it was like the whole uh scene is just it's very moving and it's like like you said andrew that that was the point where the tears just started flowing like especially when they brought out leia's theme because like that's one of my favorite oh, yeah, styles the when Every... leia's theme started playing oh my god yeah Every oh, time I, I hear that not. theme, I'm like, I, I get teary-eyed because it's just so, um, such a moving theme, especially after after Harry. It's like, it, yeah, it's just amazing. And to hear Obi-Wan just talk so, say, say this lovely yeah. speech to Leia where he talks about how, you know, her fortitude and like her kindness are like gifts from her parents. It's just, the it's so moving. The casting of Vivian is just apex. Like she is, uh, we've said it many times, but she is a spitting image of a young Carrie Fisher and a young Leia Organa oh, in every perfect. single way. And I, I kind of wish that they just let, like, if they're going to do future young Leia projects, then they just let the character grow up with Vivian and just have her Please, play yeah. the character. Yeah. Uh, that would be dope. That would be super cool. Like, as a teenager and stuff. Like, I just I just want to see her. Because she's, she's, she's Leia to me now. Like, she's just nope. as much as Leia as Carrie is. And... Also that line of uh, what Obi-Wan, when Obi-Wan asks Leia like what he should do next and she's like, I uh, think you should get some sleep. sleep. Oh can't my god. That wasn't meta. <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, like, you need... so I feel like, I feel like unintentionally the writers were probably calling out the fucking release times. It's like, bro, you guys gotta move it up. Yeah. It's like, oh, will <laughs> I ever see you again? Possibly if you ever need help from a tired old man. I'm like, oh, you, this <laughs> I love that he teased her about that. Like that's made that's made my like grievances about like that whole exchange better because like he teased her about it and, and she smiled mm -hmm. like and like it was so funny. It was, it was great. The yeah. hug, and, more tears, and then goodbye. Obi -Wan. Yeah, I'm like ah, no! so deeply moving uh, for sure. And like the, the will I ever see you again? It's like a perfect mirror of what oh, Anakin, Anakin says to me, me in the Fans of Menace, and it's like literally the next time both Leia and, and Anakin see uh, Shmi and Obi-Wan, sorry, Obi-Wan and Shmi, respectively, it's just before they're about to die. No, it's sorry. Like... Nope. Like I said, he comes back oh. for the holidays. It's, we're not, <laughs> we're not putting it's that thought in my mind. It, it's just, I'll, I'll write the story. Fuck it. Um, Honestly, you're making me want to, yeah. like, once we're done with this, get on Microsoft Word yeah. and just, you know, we just start got, typing it we out. We gotta start writing out <laughs> the just... what-if story, Chloe. It's, it's, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. The we sequel to like the holiday special for sure. 
<laughs> what if Star Wars wasn't depressing? <laughs> oh, that's impossible. Sorry. Um, but we go back to Tatooine, and uh, we see, like we mentioned earlier, Obi-Wan's back in the Jedi robes, but this was... Which I, I didn't realize, because I have not read the arc, but I saw it side-by-side, side and it, it's just straight out of the journals of Ben Kenobi comic run. The goggles, the robes, the backpack, and everything. It's It really is. I love the attention to detail there. It's it's so great. And then him getting to meet Luke, which uh, led to a moment that I honestly forgot about. I was like, Damn. not when I, I was like, oh... Like I complete when I was watching the episode for the first time, it, it didn't hit me that there hasn't been a hello there yet. And then he says it, and then I rewound it about fifteen times. Hello yeah. There. Uh, Have y'all seen that IGN clip of all three all hello there's yeah. players yeah, yeah. That's like my favorite clip ever. Now it's like hello there. If you notice the uh, the beginning of this podcast sounded a bit different because I changed the hello there from uh, the holiday special one to to this one because. Yeah, it got me. Uh, and yeah, I just love literally, that. Literally, just gets... before he just like, sorry, just before he goes, uh, just before he went up to Luke, I literally like, I, it literally crossed my mind. Oh, is he going to say it? And then he did. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> did, you, did y'all say that, see that he said the thing was trending on yeah. Twitter yesterday? <laughs> oh my God, it was. That's that's amazing. And I, I, that's love that he, amazing. I didn't realize until the second watch that he has the uh, the little toy ship with him. That he won mm-hmm. in the first yeah. episode. I also love that, like, when he said hello there, it's like a blend of him and Alec. Yeah, yeah, the perfect hello bridge there. between. Yeah, hello there. It's it's great. I, the um, smile on Ewan's face when he said it. It's like he's like, I'm about to make loads of like yeah. Star Wars fans lose their minds. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, him with, with Deborah is like, all right, we got to do like. <laughs> I gotta make sure I get this right. There was probably like fifty takes on just that scene, right yeah, there. You, you just know that he studied uh, that he studied uh, Alec Guinness's performance, like just so he could get it right. Because I know how like dutiful Ewan is towards like replic- like replicating Alec Guinness with uh, with Star Wars, and it's just it yeah, it was just such a good bit, bit. Mm. and it was a really good use of fan service as well yeah, because it, no. it it actually felt natural within the story and not just like a a bit forced. that took you out of the story. Yeah, it wasn't forced. And it didn't then, take you out of the story. And it also helps that that's the first thing he says to Luke in A New Hope, too. Yep. So now, it's like, oh, hey, remember me? I'm that old guy from 10 years ago that just randomly showed up at the Lars farm for two seconds. And then Also, like, y'all see that guy that was like, Luke never met Ben before. And, but like his line in A New Hope is literally, Ben, boy, am I glad to see you. Like, yeah, like you going to say that to yeah. someone you've never met before? Yeah, yeah, they've clearly met. I go, like, oh, hey, random person in the desert. Nice yeah. to see you again. And it, it's yeah. it's it's a really nice scene beforehand with Owen and and Obi Wan as yeah. well because we we get to see Owen just soften a tiny bit just to Obi Wan. Like where Obi Wan relaxes, a... yeah, because Obi Wan relaxes his, his like his need to to train Luke. He basically now, says, "No, he just needs to be a boy." Baru he is just probably staring him down like a motherfucker. Like, it's like you be nice to the like, Jedi. You, you be nice to the. You to let the him nice meet Jedi him. Man. After what he did, he gets to say hi I, to the kid. I, yeah, I, he gets to say hi to the kid. It makes sense why Deborah Chow was like, "Yeah, I'm really happy that George casted um Joel as Owen." That's, it it's makes so much more sense now. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome. Sure. He's, yeah. Um. But and then we get. Uh, uh, 
I didn't. Oh, they did this so perfect. Because we just see him wandering off with the EOP. And then there's a shot in the distance. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I then I start to see something. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a like, second. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's like and someone starts to appear. And I'm Wygon, like, Wygon, oh. motherfucking Jin. He's Master Wygon. It, it's so surreal that this is, he. I mean, he showed up in Clone Wars. But this is the first time he's been on screen in 23 years as his character. Yeah. And I and love it's, his. It's I love like no first, time has passed at all. And like he looks exactly the same. That's about time. I love, well, the, I know, I love that the first thing. Yeah, that's his first line to Sassy everyone. Sassy Qui-Gon. Yeah. I, I was always here. You just, you weren't yeah. ready to see. And just, like, oh, I love that line. Obi-Wan finally got his inner peace. His arc. And he can see yeah. Qui-Gon. It's like, oh, come on. Exactly. There's a long journey ahead. And then the yeah. to go. Yeah, and that's such a such a layered line because it's like it's obviously Obi Wan is now moving into like uh the hut that we will see in A New Hope, which is I just I couldn't help but like joke when I watched this with my family. Um <laughs> like when he cleared out his like the sad uh cave that he'd been living in, I was like do you think Sad he's cake. packed everything, or the Jawas, or the, the Jawas have taken everything, and he's just like, oh, "I'll just take what's left." Yeah, the yeah. guy from the first episode came back and cleared him out when Obi Wan was off I, on. Uh, it's done. Get all this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Qui Gon cameo was so it was so well integrated I'm and so just glad like that. I mean, Liam, we all knew I'm it a was bit coming. About TV. We all <laughs> it's knew it was coming, TV. but like they made you think that, like, oh, maybe it won't. And then it yeah, did. Toyed and with that's us, how right. you write yeah. a good payoff. Yeah, yeah. And the fact it's, that it was it... the last scene of the the season it was great. And then it is the ending shot again. We we talked about the score, the way that Natalie Holt used Obi Wan's theme throughout this episode, perfect. Like especially oh, upon yeah. rewatch, it's it's becoming one of my new favorite like uh, all those themes, yeah, and themes in Star Wars. I just love it. And I honestly thought Natalie Holt crushed it for yeah. the for the whole finale. For the finale. Like, yeah. it, it's, she killed it. It says a lot about the how good the music was. The three episodes, she went off. Yeah. She went off. Like, it, it says a lot about how good her score was, that, like, during the Vader-Obi-Wan fight, at no point did my brain go, oh, no Duel of the Fates, no Battle of the Heroes. I didn't mind, because the score I never was... That. Exactly. Like a, I never like, thought oh, that either, because the score else, was so good. How else are you going to get a new iconic tracks? Like, it's yes. not going to mm-hmm. create new music. Exactly. And, and then, she integrated like, classic Star Wars tracks perfectly. She put the yeah. asteroid chase in. Oh, she that put was in, so uh, good. At the beginning. Well, it's not the asteroid chase, the, sorry. It's, hyperdrive, the, it's the chase at the yeah, end. The it's the hyperdrive theme. chase yeah. at yeah, the end of Empire. Empire. And then and then Leia's theme, the, the Imperial March. And, you know, just like you said, the way she's used Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's theme. theme. It's yeah. just fantastic. And I, I just Absolutely. You'll say this. It's like, oh, what is Star Wars with, like without John uh, Williams? Well, it's like, well, we've had so far the Mando, Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan theme have all kind of become iconic already. So I think we're in good hands. Uh, and then the episode just, it, that's it. I, I can't believe the show is over. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that the whole series is over. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, because... I am like I've got my fingers crossed for like a season two or a spinoff or well, something with Obi Wan in it. it. Like everyone's like, oh, this is the last time we'll see you and his Obi Wan. I, I have a hard time believing that. 
I, I do too. Nah, he wants like, to continue. He's he's gonna come back in some way, uh, whether it's a season two proper or not. I I just think if he's this interested in wanting to come back, they're gonna find something for him, especially oh, because yeah. of how well this show is done viewership wise. They'll find something. Yeah. For him. Oh, for sure. And like, you, there's that quote from Kathleen Kennedy recently where she's like, oh, but we were just going to do a standalone thing. But, you know, if the fans want more Kenobi, then... <laughs> Pretty much saying, like, all right, yeah. Uh, you and just make some noise at uh, Lucasfilm HQ. So, uh... Yeah, like, make some gotta... noise if you want some more Kenobi stuff, because we'll, we'll do it if you want, if you, you make enough noise, essentially. Someone, there was a tweet that said, like, oh, you know, there, there's been too much Obi-Wan. I'm like, wait, What? Like, first of all, the show is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. There was an article in in the Guardian newspaper, like, over here in the UK that was like, oh, we need less Obi-Wan. I'm like, what? Like, people, some people come out of the woodwork. My response was, and I quote, as a Ewan expert, let me just say that there is no such thing as too much Ewan McGregor. He could cameo in every single Star Wars project until the day he stops acting, and I wouldn't complain once. I and will I'm second like, that entirely. Yeah. There's always like people who come out of the woodwork and are like, oh, they shouldn't focus on any like legacy characters. And it always happens every single time that there's any project about like a character like Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. And they, they talk about how there's no stakes, there's no peril. Him. And it's like, we, he hasn't this... been in the role in 17 years. Like... Exactly. And it's like, we'll obviously get into this when we like, we cover the, the whole series in like more detail, yeah. like in, 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 in our wrap up episode. But like, literally this has been some of the tensest storytelling in all of star wars there's been so much so many moments of tension of dread and it's impressive when you think about like at least 70 percent of the cast here or more like 60 percent we know that they're all going to survive like you know the lars's vader obi-wan leia we all know they're going to make it out okay and yet the storytelling has been so tense and so like edge of your seat stuff and it's just yeah. a testament to like how good yeah. writing so the and came from the performances the and the directing but it even exactly. shows that like characters that we know are going to survive like luke and obi-wan i was still like oh like during the reva chase scene i was getting <laughs> exactly. tensed up uh exactly and, yeah no I, I think the show i mean well again i think we've decided that we're gonna do a full series recap next week because i think we have to uh because there's just so much to talk about but it's it's my favorite the live action project we've had since uh, Disney Mine took too. over. I just I yeah. I adore this series. I and think it might be my favorite thing to come out of out of the Disney Star Wars era so far. I, I have to rewatch I, it. Yeah. Times, I can't but... say that yet. Uh, it's absolutely C- my C- favorite C- since Last Jedi because Siege of Mandalore yeah. is still exists. So when oh, I that's do still a, pretty incredible. When I do a full series rewatch. I'll, I'll 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 try to make my decision, but it, it's up there. Um, I I have not felt this much joy uh, watching uh, a, a Star Wars project uh, in like live action form in so long. Um, and it, it's just cathar- It's a cathartic moment for me and pretty much everyone else here that grew up as prequel kids, just getting to see these characters again, and then the perfect transition from. Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. It truly is episode 3.5, as we've said a billion times. Uh, and It really is. This was, it, it's, I have literally no complaints. None. Like, this finale was perfect. And I, uh, I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Because, yeah. No, it was, it was amazing. But I know we're, we're a little pressed for time. 
So I think unless anyone has any major things they want to say uh, that we're going to uh, wrap things up here and uh, let uh, some of the people that need to go go. So uh, does anyone have any last things before we uh, uh, send each other out of here? No, well, to be honest, like overall, just like, yeah, this was an incredible finale. Like it just it brought so many aspects of the show together in a satisfying way. And we also had like just probably the best jewel in the entire Disney Star Wars era so far, I would say. But yeah, like just amazing finale. I'm I'm both thrilled with the show as a whole and also kind of sad that it's over. As long as we get more content from some of these other characters, I'll be satisfied. I just don't want to have like a situation where we don't ever see from any of these people again. Because yeah. again, yeah. It's I, like I'll be heartbroken. Reva, Broken, Sully, Hajo, yeah. Tala, like need more from all of them mm -hmm. i agree so uh i think that's where we're gonna end things off here we actually didn't go almost two hours i'm shocked but yeah we tried really hard we tried really hard this week uh don't worry that that's <laughs> it's only because i was in the chat like guys i gotta go yeah. i gotta go <laughs> that full series recap though all hands on deck good lord um oh that's gonna be four and a half hours longer <laughs> just you wait <laughs> Uh, but Jake, since you gotta, yeah, Jake, since you gotta go, I'll let you sign off first, and then you can dip. So, uh, where can the good people yeah. find you? Um, yep. So y'all can find me on Twitter, uh, Jedi Jake Double Underscore. Um, I've spent almost the entirety of the last like four weeks screaming about this show, so I don't know what I'm gonna be talking about now that it's over. Yeah, I think we're um, on that stage. I think we're gonna yeah. still be talking about the show. You're right. I'll be talking about all the black <laughs> series that I pre-ordered from this show, and every time I get charged for them, I'm just gonna cry. Um, but yeah, again, uh, SWEU server, we're all in there. We're obviously gonna be talking about the show more. Um, fan stories written on the site. Our most re recent was written by Don, which was awesome. Um, Thanks, Bob. Yeah, honestly, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, have fun doing whatever you gotta do. Uh, you're you're free. Uh, Connor, how about Hola. you? Uh, people can find me Twitter at Depa Banana. I talk Star Wars and other stuff. Um, you can also find me uh, co-hosting at another podcast I do, the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic. Uh, we talk Star Wars in all aspects, news, reviews, uh, discussions, interviews. You're going on that. there later tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm literally yeah. going on You're in like three hours. pulling double duty. Yeah, I'm literally pulling double duty. It's fine. We're fine. Um, and you can also find me, like where Jake said, uh, at SWEditorIG.com. Um, I'm part of the creative creative team that runs SWEF star wars editor fiction we have a wonderful uh fan fiction universe of star wars stories in the loop with what we have in the pipeline uh again our most like jake said our most recent story is by don it's called scars of war it's really good go check it out uh i have a few um all dealing with one or two uh legacy characters that some of you might know i will not say who but it's not hard to figure out <laughs> Uh, if you've been paying attention to my Twitter, it's yeah. kind of easy to figure out. Um, but cryptic. Yeah, yeah, I'm cryptic. 
They have to be. Because they're not out yet. That's about it, yeah. Don, send us home. Right, so you can find me on uh, Twitter at Donovan Mead. Uh, you know, I tweet a lot about Star Wars, occasionally some like political stuff as well. You know, maybe some Doctor Who and Marvel as well. Uh, you can also find me, as Connor said, on the SWE server uh, and also like the SWEditor.com where, we, where we've been writing stories and stuff. As both Connor and Jake said, I've... Uh, the most recent story is uh, the first one I did. It's um, Scars of War. Re- um, I had a lot of fun writing it, and it, it's uh, I've been really happy to see all the. F- <laughs> Thanks, dude. It's just been really nice to get all like the feedback from you guys and like you know everyone else who's read it. So yeah, if you like um, any of the themes that have been explored in Obi Wan and you know other stories like Rogue One, maybe then this this would uh, I I imagine scratch that itch just because it's like it follows two characters who have uh, survived Order 66 and are, like, trying to, like, make their way in a post-Clone Wars world. But, yeah, it's it's been it's been really fun. All right, and uh, Chloe, uh, thank you so much for joining us for these recaps. Uh, I can't tell you how much it means to me and everyone here that you uh, took the time to come on here and talk Star Wars with us. I sure hope this isn't the last time. Uh, that we'll oh no, it's been it. so much fun. I've had such a good time doing it. I can't even thank you enough for the opportunity. No problem. So where where can they find you uh, if they're not already following you? Um, so my username is Lightsaber Queen minus the E and Lightsaber, and I have the same username on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. Perfect. Uh, she'll be back, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I will return. I, I will make sure of it. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Starlight Andrew, tweeting about how I just spent all of my money on uh, Kenobi Legos last night, and I'm still upset about it. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok, same username. Try to get me to uh, 400, I think, is my next one. Yeah, uh, I'm posting there pretty much every day. Uh, and then also, uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram at For the Republic Pod. Try to get the podcast account to 200 on Twitter before we get to our next episode. That would be awesome. But yeah, so next time you see us, we'll have our main show back. We'll be delving back into Clone Wars. Uh, But I think we're going to be doing a Kenobi recap as well. Uh, Just talking about the whole series. And like we said, that'll be uh, tremendous fun. So thank you so much for joining us for these weekly Kenobi recaps. These have been so much fun for all of us. I hope you all had a, a really good time listening to them. Uh, We'll be doing these probably for all the shows coming out. We have a lot planned, uh, and we're so glad that we got to do this for you. So until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.